You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Mark. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 314. No, you're not hearing the numbers wrong. I'm your host, Tricky Mick, alongside with me. He is brings the awesome every single week. He's I yield to no one. I blame PG spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in a second. He is the master of the dual screens. He's Andy. I have no trophies. <laughs> ah, see, you, you might be a little confused here because... <laughs> I said the master of the dual screens, which is normally Steven, uh, but he has decided to no show again this week. You know, the 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 pleasures of being a new father. Well, you know, it's uh having to deal with family coming in town. Pretty big shoes to fill, but it is my honor to join you guys here on uh Trophy Horse. <laughs> All right. Alex will be joining us shortly. Uh he made it home late and he has to walk Athena, so he will be joining us late. So we'll get him into this. Uh let's start every show as we do and uh with our updated trophy count i am level 33 total trophies of 8263 with a plaque count of 77 alex is a level 29 total trophies of 6268 with 92 platinums in 91 games yield level 25 trophy count of 4750 and a platinum count of 71 and Steve is level 14 with a total, total count of 1740 with four platinums. And I didn't update Sid, so let's go to Andy real quick. I am a whopping level 11 with my trophy count of 744 and a single totally awesome platinum trophy. Not the lowest. And <laughs> I, I got, got one, guys. I got one. At, what is the platinum? Oh, it's for um, FF15. That's respectable. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's yeah. not bad. All right, and Sid is level 26, total trophies of 5,367 with 65 Platinums. Uh, so let's get into what we're playing. Uh, Andy, let's start with you, buddy. I uh, just finished Hellblade over the weekend. Um, I played it nonstop, so I've just been playing that lately. Uh, loved it. Amazing game. You should all go and buy it right now. That's all I want to say. Uh, well, yeah, Al- it's, Al- it's Ninja Theory. Yeah, Ninja Theory. All right, well, Hellblade is part of our one one of our exactly. two topics of the so week. So we'll get into why I love uh, it so, so much in the discussion yes. portion of the podcast. All right, and uh, Yield, what have you been playing, sir? Oh, let's see here. Well, right now I'm currently playing Hot Shots World Invitational. I've been pl- you shouldn't be currently playing anything. Uh, it, it, it a, is this not a video game podcast? Then I yes, then, but you then, should not be playing video games while you're podcast. And, and I am not. Am I not playing a Sony product? Then I am on the right podcast. Um, <laughs> then, you sure? I thought this was a Nintendo podcast. No, no. We will sprinkle in Nintendo. We will sprinkle in some Xbox. And even once in a great while, we'll throw a dash of PC. A dash, it's a little dash, dash a little dollop. Because because PC's inferior. Anyway, um, 
Been playing some Fire Back Up and some Horizon Zero Dawn. Been playing some Mad Max, Baseball Riot. Uh, whooped my niece in some Fibbage. And that's about it. All right. And I have been playing Ocean Horn and Assassin's Creed Syndicate. How is Syndicate? Um, is that something I should consider getting? E- either one of the PS4 Assassin's Creed's or nah? Well, well, th- this is going to lead us into our uh, why the shows are out of numbered here. Uh, w- you actually asked me this question last week. I did. See, I told totally, you. See, I forgot already. Yeah, but see, nobody heard that conversation. Um, oh, we're breaking so the fourth me, wall. Let, all right, so let me address last week's episode. PG spoilers. Uh, it was recorded. Uh, it went through three attempts with Steven to edit it, and he completely just could not do it. And then me being the big macho man saying, oh, I'll, I'll step in, I'll do it. Yeah, it did not work. Uh, for some reason, the audio just, like, at the 36-minute mark, just like all of our audacities must have just crashed at the exact same time, which is highly unlikely to happen. Mine never crashed. My track. Oh no, no, it it did a mini crash. Oh, Steven I... did a, a Google a, a, a Google research on this. Okay. Uh, Audacity apparently has the ability to mini crash and recover itself, but at the same time, everything that happened during the crash is lost. And then sometimes it uh, speeds up the track, so it's like if you're like if your Skype if your uh, Audacity crash for like five minutes, we lose five minutes of your audio, and then that in turn makes your track five five minutes shorter. If that makes sense. Awesome. So uh, I'm gonna try to piece together everything. It's gonna be hell to try Wait. to do everything. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get the show done and edited, but I cannot make any promises. With with me being the using the new day and the power of positivity, it's a new day. Yes, it is. I'm good. We're gonna move on and do episode three fourteen, which is what we're doing right now, and hopefully, uh, I can get three thirteen out in the future. Uh, but. So yield. Uh, so hold on. Before I go to yield. Um, so with that being said, some of the conversations we're gonna have now in this episode, uh, they'll talk about syndicate, might sound a lot similar to if I ever get three thirteen out that you heard again. So please bear that in mind if you listen into the shows. This is what happened, and that's why we're kind of recovering, and we're even gonna address some topics that we did last week. Uh, not all of them, but some of them. So if the conversation sounds a little similar, that's the reason why. Uh, but Yield, uh, as I said on episode 312, Syndicate, I think to me, is the best Assassin's Creed ever made. Hmm. Some pretty high it's a, some pretty high praise considering a lot of people like uh two. This this I, I, I would say Syndicate, then two. And it's the the dynamic between the twins, you're playing as two different assassins, uh, 
they they also have this grapple gun in which uh, a lot of people were complaining about having to climb all the way to the top of a tower. Early in the game, you get this grapple gun, so you walk up to a building, you hit L1, and it automatically shoots a line up, and you shoot upside the building so you don't have to climb it. Uh, it's very helpful when you're running away from enemies all and you're trying all to... Oh, Batman. Yeah, very similar to Batman. Uh, it's also very helpful when you're uh, in a fight and it tells you you have to become incognito instead of having to run up the building. And a lot of people are frustrated because you start to climb the building. All of a sudden, they throw a rock at you and you fall all the way back down, basically force you into the fight. Now you can just hit the grapple and shoot up and then disappear on the other side of the building. It it it's it's it, There's a lot of things that this game has done right. And then they also started touching... Uh, a lot of people complained about certain aspects of the game. I think this game overall has addressed a lot of those issues. Um, I, I just think it's it's a better put together game, and that's why I was saying uh, on the previous episode that I'm a little worried about Origins because uh, even though we know the uh, with Origins they're going back to the start of the Assassins, it's also you know, you got to look at the technology. Like the grapple gun in Syndicate, obviously, did not exist back in Origins. Well, no, you should have to. So therefore, free climb everything. Right. So it's like I'm worried about the game going back to that stature, where people might have the same complaints again. But I'm hoping that the, the there's enough improvements that people can overlook the you know the things that we've dealt with. Well, that's just ga- gamers and, are just crybabies. Well, that's true, and thank you for coming to the show, Donnie. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but what Syndicate also did was it started to touch us outside the Animus a little bit. Uh, you don't actually talk. You don't walk around outside the Animus, but it gives us uh, cutscenes of real uh, n- the time now outside of the Animus. And it gives you a little bit more of the backstory. So I appreciate that in itself. So I'm hoping they kind of touch on that. Like with Origins, you still have the same time period outside the Animus. But for some reason, they got to go back to the Origins. And that's why we have Ancient ancient Egypt as the setting this time. That's because we're out of ideas. All right. At this time, uh, Alex has joined us. So welcome, Alex. I see this is still the Assassin's Cast. Well, I've been playing another sneaky, sneaky, possibly have to get murderous with some people game called Dishonored. Now, Dishonored is an older game. I think it's from 2012. But so the reason I've gone back, if you haven't seen me on the PlayStation Network, I've basically been playing old PS3 games in order to get uh, trophies in those, some some DLC trophies to kind of complete games. Because, you know, I like my 100% completions in games on the, the PSN. So I did DMC Devil May Cry. I got all the trophies for Virgil's Downfall. And then I moved on to Dishonored, I guess I should say, back to Dishonored, and did the Knife of Dunwall as well as the Witches of Brigmore. And Dishonored was a game that I kind of wasn't really happy with when I played it on PC the first time around. And um, part of the reason I said that is because the game felt disjointed with the way it was structured. But going back and playing it, the the stealth, the, the scavenging... Uh, the upgrading, like, everything's just so fantastic, and I appreciate the game so much more having gone and played it again. So Dishonored's really fun, and the DLCs are really well done. There are three episodes each. They don't take that long to go through, but if you want to go through and get all the trophies, you've got to go through without alerting anybody, you've got to go through without killing anybody, so you'll have at least two playthroughs on each of those. So uh, all really fun. So, yeah, I've uh, 
really been enjoying my time back with Dishonored, and after I do that, I'll probably move Play back. Syndicate? No, I'll probably just go back to the PlayStation 4 and just find something else to play. Maybe some Rocket yep. League, because I always go back to Rocket League when all else fails. You need to play Syndicate. I've told you this on four episodes now. Only three have been heard, but four episodes now, I've told you you need to play Syndicate. You know and what? I haven't, some, sometime I haven't, on a weekend, we need to play some Rocket League. I haven't played in a while. <laughs> well, off story, and uh, this is weird. The last pay-per-view, I think it was, for WWE. Yeah, was sponsored uh, by Rocket League. Was sponsored by Rocket League, and if you guys well, notice, the NXT shows uh, are too, aren't they? NXT, yes, yeah. But they actually announced a WWE sponsored Rocket League competition, and unfortunately, I wasn't on the shows at the time because I was going to come on the show and say I'm hereby declaring the trophy whores are entering the WWE contest, and we were going to win it. Wow. I haven't seen an ad from it since, so I totally forgot about it, and now I'm pretty sure it's too late to enter. Because I think me, you, and Steven, and Alex, we definitely could uh, win that thing. We could rock some Rocket League. Wait, four on four? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I believe it was four on can, four. Can you do four on four? I believe you can. I think, Cause I've on, only... I think it's three on three. Because I've only done three on three. All right, then we'll just kick Yield out then. Uh, who's going who's gonna to be your goalie? Hold on, isn't Yield, like, the, the ringer? Isn't yes. he, like, the best one? Well, okay. I, first of all, I said that as a joke. Second of all, Yield is an awesome goalie. I, I've, I've seen that man block a goal, and then as, as we're fighting for the, the ball on the other end, Yield just abandons his post as the goalie, comes marching down the field, and does this wild kick flip, and scores a goal, and then just quietly goes, goes back, back to his to goal. goal. Like, did I? Did I do? Did, what happened? I, I I totally missed it. It's like he blacks out and it's like, ball, goal. All right, I'm back. So yields yields help in the trophy horse cause in Rocket League. All right. Well, who else is helping the cause? Is Chloe and Nadine? Uh, as we finally have a release date for the Lost Legacy. On the PlayStation 4. It is coming out August 22nd. Andy, are you excited about The Lost Legacy? Uh, sadly, I am not that hyped about this game. Tricky. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I love Unch- You fell out of the hype zone yeah, for this? I love Uncharted at all, but I think I'm kind of... Uh, I'm done at this point. I've had enough with this franchise. I'm, I'm good. It's going to move on and play other things that are not Uncharted for a while. <laughs> Maybe when it's on sale, I'll pick it up, but not immediately. Yeah. All right. Uh, another part of this conversation was was uh, me and Alex discussing whether or not this is open world or not. Hopefully, you guys will hear that entire conversation. Uh, we're not going to get into that again oh, no, on this no, episode because yeah. that'll be another half an hour long episode or moment on the show of me trying to tell Tricky that he shouldn't make assumptions about games he hasn't played the whole shebang of. All right, but what we did play the whole shebang of is Horizon Zero Dawn, and apparently we're going to get more shebang when the Frozen Wilds comes out on November 7th. Nice, the 7th. You know, this I do want to play. This I will I should have it beat by then. I, I, You know, somebody actually said to me, and I thought this was the funniest damn thing they could say to me. They asked me, should Guerrilla Games change... The release date for the Frozen Wilds. 
And when I asked them why, they said because the Xbox One X comes out on the same day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, no. no. The Xbox One X is going to steal sales from Frozen Wilds. But this Crackdown no. 3, guys, That's... Crackdown 3 is coming out to the same exact day. It's it's all over for Horizon. <laughs> no one's going to buy the DLC now. That, that, that was the question. It's like, how does the DLC affect Xbox One X sales? I, I, I like. Oh no! I, I because folks are going to yeah. spend five hundred dollars on a brand new Xbox One X and not buy this glorious DLC. So that's why they $15. should change. The, I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> Alex, what do you think about this? I think it's absurd because one, it's not like if you have two games, like say you're releasing Titanfall two against a Call of Duty game. In the fall. Okay, I can understand how you might say might want to change the release date because the install base or the people who are going to buy Call of Duty might eat into the people who are going to buy Titanfall if they're really close in proximity to each other, lessening Titanfall's... um, uh, The people are going to buy Titanfall, and then your online community doesn't survive as long, and it really hurts the game. But this is a console compared to a piece of DLC, which I imagine won't cost more than $15. It might have actually said in the article, did it? It, it's twenty dollars. If you pre-order it now as a plus member, you can get it for fifteen. Okay, so even at twenty dollars, it's nowhere near like what four hundred, five hundred. The or is the Scorpio six hundred. The Scorpio, the Scorpio is actually going to be six hundred or five hundred. Okay, yeah, so five hundred. There's, 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 those don't even compare. So to say that someone isn't going to buy, buy the Frozen Wilds, that and because they're going to go out and buy a Scorpio is absurd. I agree. I mean, you're releasing it. You're releasing it in a very big window of games. Typically, a lot of the heavy hitters for the holidays come out by then. You know, I'm sure you'll have Mario Odyssey is probably coming out sometime around there in the fall. You know, you're going to have a, a big rush of games through October and November and December. So that would affect it more than the Scorpio. But still, Horizon has been so well received, and it's been long enough since the initial release of Horizon back in February, where people are probably if they you know. Want to want to play more Horizon? They're going to be like, okay, well, I I missed this. I want to go back and play this because it's been such a, a long chunk of time. In another bit of news, this news, I'm sorry, Yield is probably going to make you a little upset. Oh no, and you too, Alex. Uh, it does not look like we're going to get a Tales from the Borderlands Part Two. Bollocks! Oh, Crimea River. Uh, the game was horrible. You bite oh, your tongue. Oh, 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 <laughs> this is the worst oh, Telltale game yours. ever. I'm sorry. That was the best Telltale What? Game. <laughs> All right. In, in an article from IGN before the fight starts, <laughs> uh, Telltale's Bo- Tales from the Borderlands did an excellent job repurposing Gearbox world and characters and adventure in context. However, it turns out that the game was not uh, deemed successful. Uh, Telltale's hope, uh, exp- uh, the quote from producer Adam... Sarason uh, says, quote, the hope was with Fiona and Reese, we wanted to essentially hand back to Gearbox fully fleshed out heroic characters that they then could use in Borderlands 3 and beyond. Uh, Fiona's voice actress, Laura Bailey, seemed to have been one of the few who didn't know this was the plan. She said, quote, I had no idea. I would have been more nervous had I known it could lead to potential future games as well. With few exceptions, uh, IGN did love the Tales from the Borderlands series when it was released, and a few Telltale games have hit its heights since. A major part of the stirrings from the core characters, even after Episode 1, 
They were saying they fell in love with their versions of the characters. Uh, unfortunately, sadly, going by the developer's words, in a recent article, a second series seems unlikely. Despite critical success, writer Nick Herman explains that sales, quote, weren't great by the end of its run, and that internally it was perceived as a failure. People just don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that game was fantastic. I mean, that game is the... It, I agree with Yield. It's the best Telltale game they've ever made as far as content, as far as writing, as far as plot, as far as characters. It's far and away the best. Yes, uh, The Walking Dead is great. Uh, for me, the reason I won't put Walking Dead above it is because The Walking Dead is so dour and sad and depressing. Now, while that's partly what makes it great and what makes it so faithful to the source material, to me, the uh, Toast of the Borderlands was just a fun game to jump in and jump out of and just a delightful experience throughout. The Wolf Among Us was really good, but still not as good as uh, Tales from the Borderlands. I, I just when you look at everything they've done from Back to the Future to Jurassic Park to The Wolf Among Us, if anything deserves a sequel, I think that it's as far as quality goes. I think it's Tales from the Borderlands. Now, I will say that if you play Tales from the Borderlands, it almost feels like a complete experience. So you don't necessarily don't necessarily need to flesh out that world quite as much as maybe The Wolf Among Us, where you're using fairy tales as the basis, and there's a lot of fairy tales to deal with. So, on that point, I can understand. But if if you're going to say that that game was a failure, that's just absurd because that game was great. That's like saying uh, the reboot of Tomb Raider was a failure. Oh wait, they did. Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess I, I guess they set different goals for games. I mean, game developers and publishers have different goals for games and standards as to define what's a success and what's not, you know, opposite what, you know, fans think. So while you may play a game that you think is like Psychonauts, on Psychonauts on PS2 was a failure because it just didn't sell well enough. But I thought it was fantastic because I enjoyed the game. So, I mean, the like the, the goals and the standards don't always measure up between publisher and fan. And it oftentimes doesn't. So... All right, let's move on to our last topic before we get into our, our last article before we get into our topics of the week. Uh, PlayStation 4, 4 firmware update 5.0 to reportedly add 1080p and 60 frames per second Twitch streaming support. <gasps> uh, now, I know that doesn't mean much to yield, but for our streamers, <laughs> it does make a difference. Uh <laughs> This is again. This is for PlayStation Four Pro users. Oh, not well, for j- j- regular PS4s. That, that, that's awesome. Well, also, according to Eurogamer, who reports to require a copy of the update uh, in the release notes, the update also adds the ability to follow any user account without needing a friend request or maxing out your friends list. Awesome! You can be a stalker. According to the update notes, Sony is doing this to quote encourage more sharing of content and more interactions. End quote. Among players to to boost the viral potential of UGC for developers. Uh, players will also have the ability to block users as well as the option to choose whether or not they want anyone or just existing friends to be able to follow their account. Other additions in the forthcoming update include expanded account management options with new family accounts that can feature multiple adult accounts as well as system notifications making them visible to the quick menu. It's also rumored, and it's not in this article... That with 5.0, we're finally going to have the ability to change our PSN names. That's a lie. It's a carrot. The cake is a lie. That's never going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just never going to happen. It's a pipe dream. 
<laughs> also, along with uh, 5.0, Sony cross plans to launch a new firm. Or cross-console support. Uh, it's coming. Sony plans to revamp the PlayStation app in the not-too-distant uh, future. So. Yeah. There, so, that's what we know about 5.0. I applied for the beta. I don't know if I'm going to get into it. Shouldn't you? Right, shouldn't you? Don't they know who you are? Shouldn't you get into every beta? You're tricky, Mick. You're basically <laughs> the poster child for PlayStation. Uh, well, most likely I will get into it, but I, I haven't gotten into it yet, so I don't want to put it out there. You know, I heard that you were next in line for Shuhei Yoshida's job before he got that uh, as president oh, as president of Worldwide Studios. Let's move on to our Sophie's Trophies. Hey guys, welcome to Sophie's Trophies episode 7. As always, I'm Sid and hope you're well. This week is a little different because I put a question on Facebook asking if anyone would like me to talk about anything specific. And Andrew replied and asked me to talk about a difficult trophy. Um, You know, one that I'm finding hard to get or, you know, is just a complete pain. And the one I've chosen is from Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, which is the PS4 version of Dark Souls 2. Um, the Platinum itself is 4.0, an ultra-rare. The game is not as hard as Dark Souls 1, and I think it's easier than Dark Souls 3 as well. But, for some reason, the trophy I'm trying to get now, I am just having a very difficult time with. Um, I've Platinumed it on the PS3, Uh, So I know I can do it, but for some reason, this one is just eluding me. Okay, the the trophy is Hex. Well, Master of Hexes, it's called, and it's to get all the Hex uh, spells. The reason this trophy is eluding me is for some reason, I just cannot kill one of the bosses, which is called the Dark Lurker. Now, to find this boss, you have to join a covenant called Pilgrims of the Dark, in which you have to find the Covenant leader in three separate places. And once you've found him in all three places, he allows you to join the Covenant, which is simple enough. But then you have to go into... um, Best way to put it is a cave. There are three separate caves. He sits at the entrance to each of them, and you have to clear out all of the caves of the bad guys, which are harder versions of enemies found throughout the game. Once you've cleared out these three caves, then when you do the last one, it will allow you to drop down into a chasm and fight the Dark Lurker, who is a pain in the arse. Now, that in itself wouldn't be too difficult, but every time you go into one of these caves, you have to use what's called humanity. Or, sorry, it's a human effigy in uh, Dark Souls 2. And every time you do this, you use one up. So there is a there is a chance you can run out, to be honest. There is a way to get them back, but it's a lot of backtracking. So, yeah, that's a trophy that's eluding me. I don't know why. I've done it before. It's just one of those things. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. I don't know at the moment. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, get in touch with me if you want to. Sid at ProvingGamer.com. Uh, Sid has 1978 on the PSN network or through the guys on the Facebook page. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. Keep getting those trophies. Bye. All right, we're back. Thank you, Sid, for that awesome Sophie's Trophy 
You, you uh, say that like but, all of Sid Sophie's trophies aren't awesome. That's just that just comes I with the territory. Say, it's implied. I, I did not say that. Why are you trying to derail the show? I'm not trying to derail the show. I'm trying to point out that Sid always does an awesome job. All right, so let's get Andy involved in this conversation because he's actually played Hellblade. Now, there's two topics of the week this week because our news was a little short and it was a lot of kind of redundant because we did talk about that in 313 a little bit. Uh, There is a lot of conversation about permadeath inside of Hellblade. Now, I will say that what I'm about to say has... There's been reports that this is not true, and then I've also seen point uh, reports that this is true. Uh, I don't know if this actually happened to Andy, and we'll, you know, of course, I'll ask him. But apparently, there is a feature inside of Hellblade in which there is an infection in one of your arms. The more you die, the more the infection goes up and up and up and up your arm, and then eventually, once it reaches your head, uh, you die. And there's a game mechanic in which not only do you die, it's a permadeath, and the game, the system actually deletes your save, forcing you to start all over again. Awesome. Now, there's a report that this is if not it true. true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is true, but the conversation I'm going to lead to you guys is: Is this an option that you be willing to put into a game? Andy, we'll start with you because you actually played Hellblade. So I'm going to say for a game of this type and how long it is, I would have liked to see a permadeath be in the game itself. Because even though I knew it was kind of a bluff going in, because I read some articles that it may or may not be true, and there was a guy that actually tested it. He died about 50 times with no permadeath happening. I felt actual stress at the end of the game when I kept dying more than I wanted to. Like, I, I felt a lot of stress toward the end of the game, and I, I, I was watching the rot, like, crawl up my right arm, and I thought that I was going to die at any second. Now, if that was a real confirmed thing, I think that would make the game a lot more, I don't say enjoyable, more, but more re- realistic. Yeah, exactly. And the game itself has a lot of stress already built into it, given the whole, like, the voices in your head and the hallucinations. So that feels like a proper mechanic to have in this kind of game. Now, the fact that it's not really there is a little upsetting to me, honestly. And that's my opinion on the matter. That it should have been there for real. Not just like a, a bluff. To like to mind fuck all the players, basically. I think it I think it would have been cool just for the fact of it's it's a permadeath, but it's not because you can still die. Yeah, of course. There's, there, there's just, it's just, you know, you have a, you know, a n- limited number of lives, which would be no different than any other game that we've played. So I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I mean, think back to when you were playing like Nintendo games back when you were a kid, it didn't have a built in save feature like Ninja Gaiden. You have to play it start to finish uh, on your first set of lives. And once you were out, that was it. You gotta go That's back. It. You were to the done. Beginning. Start over. Yeah. So I don't see why this would be an unfair mechanic if it was actually there. Um, I'm not sure what it takes to trigger it. And so I'm kind of curious as to what Tricky meant by it being a confirmed thing. Are there reports of it being real? Because I've, I've done a. Well, the initial reports. The re- the initial reports is that this was a permadeath. Yeah, because no one did any research. And that when you died, it deleted your yeah. save. Well. It- 
but see, the, this is this is where it's going back and forth. Is the initial report said that it was a permadeath. This is it's going to delete your save. Then the report came out saying the guy died fifty times, like mm-hmm. you said, and it never deleted a save. Now here's the the, the you needed the to die fifty one times. Oh, stop! Right? Did he <laughs> die it? No, 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 but the, but that but that's what the the conflicting report did say. Is like maybe he didn't die enough. Maybe, or maybe it was he seventy-five this, times. Maybe he didn't meet the right conditions for the delete save to happen. That's See? all the same. Now, okay, go on. the The developer the developer has not come back and said yes, this is true or no, we were bluffing. They haven't confirmed either way. Don't stay in the dark. It makes it more fun. Now, but. Well, well, a lot of people are pissed off because they feel like the developer who put this news out there was bluffing, and that's pissed people off because they want to they they feel like they were sold a product falsely. Well, you know, uh, I don't even I ain't going down that road. Well, here's here's the thing: it's it's not it's not like the game tells you flat out that this will happen if it reaches your head. Like if the rock gets to your head, you're gonna you die, and it's it's very explicit how it's it states it that things will happen if you die a lot of times. With, with each death, the disease spreads. So, I don't know. I, th- I think... I think that the game isn't even that hard to begin with. Like, I think I died about maybe 12 times. I, I kept count while I was playing the game. So I'm not even sure... If you have to suck a lot at the game to really <laughs> die more than 50-plus times. Well, Tricky would reach probably 75 deaths within the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the, com- the comment is so sparse. I don't see how you die that frequently. It's not a $60 game. Yeah. <laughs> but, Alex, did, did, would you want a permadeath? You know, I would be willing, if it wasn't like Dark Souls hard or Demon Souls hard, yeah, sure, I would like to see a game like, I, you know, and, and Andy says, hey, it's pretty easy going on, so... I personally would like to see a game like that just to play it. I mean, like they said, it's a mid-sized game, so it's not like you're playing Dead Space 2 on hard-to-the-core difficulty or hardcore difficulty and have to make it through an entire game on three saves. If it's a smaller game, it's a mid-sized game. Making it through the game with meeting the requirement of not dying that many times shouldn't be that hard, you would think. So I think if they they want to do, say, permadeath, go, go for it. Don't be like, okay, well, if you die 50 times... You have to start all over. Cut it down even more than that. Say twenty times. Um, well, make make sure my... make sure that the game is like make sure that there's a, a you know a skill to the game that you know someone who plays it can get through the game and feel accomplished. So that it's not completely hard. That it's not like just frustratingly hard that you keep having to start over and over again. But don't sell somebody a thing that says permadeath. I don't know if people are necessarily sold a product that. I don't think they were misled or anything like that because I don't think they spelled out the permadeath rules. But I, I think that you know permadeath is an interesting concept, and it, it's kind of much closer to life. I mean, art is imitating real life. We've seen it with how you know motion, um, how they're using like new technology or you know current technology to turn like the Uncharted games and The Last of Us into almost like cinema-like experiences, and it's imitating life in that way. So why shouldn't you have some games where if you die? You know, if your character becomes injured enough, your character does not come back and has to start all from the beginning. Now, that's not completely like life, because if that's completely like life, you wouldn't have an, a to start over at all. But I, I think that to take it to that level, just go ahead and do it, you know? See, my, my only issue with this whole entire thing is I like the permadeath 
thing, but I don't like the fact that it's deleting your save. And this is where everybody's going to say that I'm copping out or I'm, or, you know, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate or whatnot. But if it's deleting your save, my feeling is that it's also holding up your trophy achieving. Because if you go, if, if you die and you have to start the game all over again, that's fine. But if there's trophies in there to say you got to kill 100 enemies and you're at 75 and then all of a sudden your permadeath happens and delete your saves... You you should be able to kill twenty five more and be able to get your trophy. But now you have to kill the hundred. Really, well, that's what depends, you're concerned about. It, I understand. It depends the on how they write it. I mean, I'm sure they could code it to either that kind of stuff carries over, or they write the trophy as you do it in one playthrough. Well, here, I, you well, know, my understanding. My understanding was that it deleted your save entirely. Well, here, let Andy talk because Andy's actually played. The I was going to say something yeah. interesting about the game that when I finished it, my uh, I couldn't. There was no save point to continue from. So when you play the game and you, it auto saves you as you play along, it'll say at the main end, you start new game or continue where you last left off. When I finished the game, the continue option was no longer to be seen. It was gone altogether. So my progress or my save is gone once the credits rolled from the, at the end. So, like, because you can't, you can't do like a new game plus or anything no, like that. No, it just, can you, it's obviously. like start from the get go, all over again. There's no your last save point. There's no save slots. It's just, it just that's the way it is. Gone. Yeah. Now is gone. so 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 is this a play through the game and get the platinum? Yeah. So the it's with regards to the trophies. There's one that requires you to collect those little lore like stones throughout the game, and if you miss any, you miss them. All together, so like you, you can't backtrack. Is what I'm saying, basically. So it has no to be on one playthrough to get the full platinum. Now, when I finished, I had 90% of the trophies because I missed one or two of those like lore stones as I was playing. So, well, you know, tricky. I want to get back to what you said about the enemies. First of all, it should. You shouldn't, like, say, oh, well, I want this mechanic in there, I want the permadeath, but only if it doesn't affect my trophies. You should want it in there, or not want it in there, based on whether it's good for the game and whether it's an interesting concept for a game. And if for some reason that you play a game like this, which, how long is the game, Andy? I spent about, I would say, 10 to 12 hours with this game. In total. Which is, I mean, yeah, just, which is a good-sized game. If you don't fight 100 enemies and can't beat 100 enemies in your way en route to beating the game, well, which you would have to do well, anyway to get the Platinum Trophy, then... Well, you're, you're, you're kind of nitpicking what I'm saying. I wasn't trying to say, uh, like, the, the trophy is 100%. I don't even know if that is one of the trophies. What I'm just saying is... I was trying to use that as an example and just use base numbers. I mean, I'm right now I'm on com, which is, by the way, a great site to go to anybody that needs... Uh, video pl- walkthroughs of games. Uh, it says estimated trophy trophy difficulty is one out of ten. The amount of time to the platinum is eight hours. It's got fifteen trophies. One of them is missable, which is the collectible one. Uh, does difficulty affect trophies? No, everything can be done in easy and minimal playthroughs is one. So, I don't know. Like I, so Andy, let me ask you a question. Bottom line, like, is this game worth? Because we've talked about. You know the game a little bit before. It's thirty dollars. It's made by twenty-eight person team. It's it's digital, so it's not disc based. And you know, so it's basically um, as uh, I saw in a commercial, it's Ninja Theory trying to bring back the mid-sized game. Do you think this game is worth thirty dollars? Is it worth purchasing and playing? Is it fun? Yeah, I think uh, th- this kind of game has to be supported 
like hands down. There is a lot of garbage out there that passes for games these days. And to see a game of this, there's so much passion and detail put into this title. It's also one of the most beautiful games I've seen in a very long time. I think it, it even like comes close to Naughty Dog level of graphics in the quality. And you add that with the storytelling and the atmosphere, even the gameplay, while not as not on par with like a Dark Souls or like uh, those kind of like action games. Um, I would say it's it's way worth more than thirty dollars. So it's a bargain for this kind of game. Because the game itself looks great. Yeah. I mean, you go look at the trailer, and it looks absolutely it's, fantastic, it's stunning. Yeah. And I, and this game, and one thing about Ninja Theory that I've always appreciated is that. With every game, Heavenly Sword and Enslaved and DMC, they seem to get better and better at honing their craft. Although you probably have a lot of people that would argue that Enslaved is a better game than DMC. But I think they're both fantastic action games. But, you know, it's nice to see them. It's nice to know that even though that there is kind of like this discussion around the idea of permadeath in their game, the people can still appreciate the game and that it's still pushing... Uh, or really giving the co- the company, the developer, the credit they deserve because I've always been a fan of Ninja Theory, and for me, like I want to play this game. So you know, what? I'd rather play this game than Syndicate. Tricky, stop telling me to buy Syndicate when I could buy Hellblade: Sinuous Sacrifice. Go play Syndicate. Go buy Hellblade. Go go fudge yourself because we're going right, to get more Assassin's Creed regardless. <laughs> this game needs your support more than Assassin's Creed does. That that I will go with. All right, so our separate second topic of the week, uh, gentlemen. I have a hard question for you guys. I've got an easy answer. Ooh, I don't think you do. <laughs> oh, I do. All right, so we'll start with you. Then. All right. Here is here is the question to you guys: two series that you guys have played in your life, one series that's currently dead that you will bring back, and one series that you absolutely love must die forever. And the rule is the one that must die forever, you have to have a special connection to it. Like, you have to, you can't just say, oh, kill Naughty Bear. So, so you have this, to, this is actual yeah. real permadeath? <laughs> yes, this is so, actual real permadeath. So, this, this, now, this, this, this is now, that we kill them a couple of times and then they're dead. <laughs> All right. But the, but the rule to this is uh, the game that you kill forever, it doesn't erase it from history. There's just never another game made again. Okay. So for, for the so, for, for the kill game, can it be active, still ongoing today? Is that a, okay? Good. Yes, okay. but if you would kill it off, then there's no more. Any game that's any game that's currently in development and in the future does not. Okay, great. Out. Okay. Okay. All right. Yield. Okay. Yield. We'll start so with. So I I, I kind of have two series I'd like to see come back because two of them are are very nah, near and dear got, to me. You got, you got a one and one. one and that's one, it. One and one. All right. So one and one. Uh, we'll go split second. You son of a bitch! I wanted to go first because I knew that's what you were going to take. Okay, well, no, if that's what you're going with, I'll go. No, with no, my no, no, you, one. no, 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 you, no? you go. You, it's already been revealed. Okay, you go ahead. All right. So split second, it, it comes back. The 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 dynamic of that racing game of of how it was a mixture of skill and luck. It, it you don't really get that feeling in a lot of racing games. And the, the destructible courses and the different levels that you could do of destruction for each course, it, it made the racing not necessarily stale. 
because every race was different. Because, you know, you could do it or your opponents could do it. So, that's the series I'd like to see come back. Um, the series I'd like to see die forever, Mario Brothers. Oh, my God. Ooh. Holy shit. Wow. So, like, no spinoffs, no so nothing. You talk, wait, no more Mario so, games ever. So, let me ask you a question. You're, you're talking about Mario Brothers in, in total, not just Super Mario Brothers. You're talking about 3D World, Sunshine. Rabbids, yeah, uh, Odyssey, Party, Galaxy, Mario Kart. All of it's dead. Yeah, all of it's dead. Holy shit! For a racing as, game, as, as, wow. as much as much as I love Mario Brothers. Wait, 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 wait. And 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 and, and even even though that that they they slightly they don't really it's it's always the same thing every game. It's just it's a little prettier. We added a little different technique. It's it's, it's basically the same game that we've played since 1980 so does that include smash brothers i'm just curious is it super mario yes. smash brothers it's not well, but can mario no. characters well, then, be in a well, smash brothers game ever again <laughs> well that, that, that that's a totally different question well, <laughs> it's not a series i'm killing yeah we're not killing characters okay fine, fine. Series. <laughs> so 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 yeah I just wow oh, for a, wow that that's coming out the gate for strong. a racing that game is isn't it that's why I said go first for a racing game you're gonna forsake all of Mario for a racing game Mario Kart yes. which is in that bundle yes. of the now dead games yes is gonna go away well technically if it's just it's just a burnout maybe for burnout I don't for split second I don't think burnout. Mario Kart I didn't even like burn burnout burn, oh go I'm away. <laughs> What is this? Split second. I can't uh, believe hold on this. A second. Hold on. Hold on. Let's clarify something. I don't think that Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, I don't think that dies. Because you said Mario Brothers yes. series. So I don't think Mario Kart and Tennis and stuff like that dies too. Okay. It seems like there's, there's, At least there's, there's any, less any, anything Mario related. Like, I can live without a Mario Brothers game. Well, and that, if if that's true, then so no Odyssey. Smash Brothers has to go too. Oh my god! Well, no, or you could just didn't. or you could just take Mario out of Smash Brothers. You can't take Mario out of Smash Brothers. Yes, you can. Who the fuck plays as Mario? Noobs. I'm wearing right, I'm wearing a Captain right. Falcon shirt. So damn it! We're killing Mario Brothers for a split second. That's the the gist of this right now. All right. Yes. All right. Uh, as dangerous as this is going to go, Alex, you're next. So I kind of wanted to, for the one I wanted to bring back, I kind of wanted to say Okami. I kind of want to say Murdered Soul Suspect. That'd have been a good one. But I feel like those games were. One offs. I I feel like they were self contained experiences, and you don't need to go beyond that. Like I feel like part of the special nature about those games, especially Murder Sus Suspect, was that it was this one case that you were trying to solve, and I think anything beyond that is kind of too much. No, regardless of how much I like the game and the concepts behind it, and Okami is just such a beautiful game and such a full game that even if I never get another Okami, it's it's enough. It's kind of like that feeling that I get at the end of Uncharted Three, where it's like okay. This can stop now. This is enough. That is not my answer to the other question, so don't take that for gospel. I was also going to say Punch-Out, but I won't say Punch-Out because I feel like that came out on the Wii, and I feel like the, the series Punch-Out has a, 
especially with ARMS coming out, has a better future than this other game series that I think that left off at a really good spot, and they can still do some really cool stuff with it. And I feel like its future is kind of a bit more misty and shaky than that of, say, Punch-Out!, so the game I'm going to say, the series I say needs to come back, is Resistance. Because Resistance 3 was so fucking good, and I think that they could do more in that universe other than just kind of shove it off on the PSP. So I, I, I think, and so I think Resistance right. could, could definitely come back, you know, on the especially with the graphical upgrades to the PS4, whether or not Insomniac does it or not, I just think Resistance is a great, would be a great... Like I think that you could release that as a trailer on on at E3, and I think people will go nuts for it. All right, Andy, you want to go first? You want to go next? You want to go last? Well, hold on. What I was he killing off? Yeah, what's he killing? Oh, I'm sorry. I I apologize. 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 <laughs> thank, apologize. Thank you, Andy. Okay, so this might shock a lot of people. Especially, I just got done playing the games, but the game series that I would kill off now that I've Fresh. gone through and and relived all the memories from childhood. And remembered how great those games were, and still are, the Crash Bandicoot games. If you want to remaster Crash Team Racing, I'm fine with that, but after seeing what Activision and Vivendi did with Crash Bandicoot post-Crash Team Racing, you know what? It's time to just let Crash be Crash and just let him ride off into the sunset. He He's had a nice hurrah, he's had a nice life on the PlayStation, and it's just time to kind of let him go. I, I don't think the series can, can, prog- can progress any further than it already has. It was big in its day on the PlayStation. It's still fun to play now, but I just don't think you can play the series. You can you can take that series any further than it already is. So, all right, Andy, you want to go next? You want to? I'll go now. So this was a a very difficult thing to think about because a lot of my a lot of games I want to see come back um, are rooted in my childhood. And in the play or the in the PS One era of gaming, so I would love to see a brand new Soul Reaver game. I miss Soul Reaver a whole lot, Legacy of Kane series. Oh. And I, got a buddy I would that loves that series. What was that? I got a buddy that loves that series. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'd bring that back, and I would uh, I would lay to rest the Metal Gear franchise. You shut your yeah. I, oh, my I am. I, I am. I can't um, finish that sentence. I, I am okay with all <laughs> these games so far. Yeah, I would. Yeah, Metal Gear. Now with well, no, now no, with no, no, moving no, on Metal Gear, to Death Stranding. Hold on, a second. being left to Metal Gear is a cop out answer. No, it's not because yeah, we're getting we're getting a new game. Answer. It's a, it's not a cop out answer. No. But Metal Gear is essentially dead. Well, That's a cop-out listen, answer. we're gonna get a new game in the franchise with Metal Gear Survive. And there's talks of Metal Gear Solid Six coming out. I'd rather those not happen at all, and nothing ever again. All right, I'll, I'll accept the answer, but I, I'm, I'm going on the record saying that's a cop out. No, no. You, as a diehard fan, feel that Metal Gear is dead since Hideo has moved on, but they will continue to make Metal Gear games. They will not be true Metal Gear games because Hideo is not at the head, but they are a Metal Gear game. Nonetheless, and pachinko games as well. Stays. <laughs> All right. Uh, the series that I would bring back, uh, which see my my, there's two answers that I want to give. You only give the one. Answer I want. You only give no, one. No, the answer I, I wasn't allowed to give uh, two. Well, You're only allowed to give one. 
no, no, no. Listen to what I'm just saying. <laughs> the answer I want to say is infamous, but I can't say infamous because we don't know that infamous is dead. So I can't give that answer because there's no clarification that it's dead and needs to be brought back. For all we know, Sucker Punch could be working on the next Infamous game. Well, also, Infamous has had two games, essentially, first, Second Son and First Light, released on the PlayStation 4. And even though that was the beginning right. of PlayStation 4's life cycle, you know, it, if you have one game per life cycle, you figure that you're doing all right and that they've got future plans right. for that. So that's why I'm not going to give that answer. The other answer I'm going to give, which uh, I would bring back, but a little twist on what they were doing, and that's Disney Infinity. I'd like them to come back with a Disney Infinity type game where you can interact all the Disney properties, you know, the Star Wars, the Marvel, the the Disney uh, cartoon characters, but not make it a Toys to Life game. Don't get rid of the Toys to Life situation and just let those characters interact with each other. I think that would be really cool. Like have Wolverine show up and meet Luke Skywalker. And in the background, there's Goofy. And I guess we're kind of getting that with Wouldn't that be Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts, but not really. Yeah, let's say it's describing Kingdom Hearts, basically. It's kind of like Kingdom Hearts, but a little differently. But without Final Fantasy characters, uh, basically. <laughs> right. Well, Final Fantasy uh, characters are Star Wars characters. Just saying. Oh, he's blew my and mind. <laughs> the series that I would kill off, um, which is not going to be a surprise to anybody. Montana. Oh, it's going to be what I think it is. No. It is. Uh, you son of a bitch. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you don't you dare do it. Do it. Do it. Pull the trigger. What uh, I I'm kinda curious, Andy, what do you Legend think? Legend of Zelda. Is? You yes. motherfucker. I would I would kill off the Zelda series. <laughs> and that's not and that's not hate because of Breath of the Wild. Oh, it's totally because of Breath that's of the not, Wild. Don't don't no, even no, try no, to no, kid no. yourself right now. The reason the reason <laughs> I would say kill off the Zelda series is because to me. Breath of the Wild shows that they've run out of ideas and that they're trying to do radical things with the game to make it relevant. And I'm sorry, the fact that the Master Sword can be broken in Breath of the Wild is a really, really sore spot for me. <laughs> okay, so that's the only thing about Breath of the Wild that you have to say negative. Now, I've seen somebody play no. the game for about 10 minutes, so I, I haven't had much experience with the game. But what else don't you like about the game other than the Master Sword can break? It, it it just feels like, you know, as I'm going through the open world, it doesn't feel like the the old dungeon crawly, like you have to go over here to bu- get this piece of equipment so you can access this over here. Well, hold on. So you're, uh, you're telling me that you want The Legend of Zelda to be done away with because it doesn't feel like it feels like they've run out of ideas. But when they actually try something new and have it in an open world and you can do the dungeons in any order... You're you're trying it because it's not like the old style where you progress through dungeons no. in a line. No, see, see what they did with Breath of the Wild. Let me let me try to use an analogy that kind of makes sense. Breath of the Wild to me is like they automatic they just turned um, Grand Theft Auto into a linear story. Like instead of being open world where you can go do whatever the hell you want to do whenever the hell you want to do it. They all of a sudden, now you have to follow this strict storyline. And that's what I feel like Breath of the Wild did. It took the, the, the way the game was was done and structured and completely threw it out the window and said, okay, now you're open world. The fact that you can start the game and 
essentially run straight to Ganon and kill Ganon. I'm not saying it's going to be easy in any way, shape, or form. But the fact that you could start the game and go kill Ganon within 20 minutes and finish the game, I think is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, uh, Zelda's always about been about adventuring. It's about exploring. And all that's thrown out the window. It's just here. Here you are. You just woke up from birth, uh, from your sleep, and go kill Ganon. Story's over. Well, hold on. Why and would you? Don't you have but to if, you, it if you pay sixty dollars for that game, why the hell would you want to do that anyway? You wanted the full I, the Zelda I, experience. I agree with you one hundred percent. But like I said, there's just too many changes. You should not have the ability to kill the final boss twenty minutes into a game. That it, it, it's a sore point for me. Maybe I'm being you know. Maybe I'm overreacting, maybe, you know, but the fact of the matter is that is a sore spot with me. It's like you totally took the structure of what Zelda was and threw it out the window to try to spice it up. But yes, exactly. But again, you were you're saying that they've run out of ideas for Zelda and when they actually try to change things up and and give it a fresh kind of because with the original um, Zelda, it's more like the original Zelda structure. Where you kind of well, and they actually used that when they were developing the game. They used kind of a blueprint like the original Zelda on the NES. So I, I don't understand how you can say they need to do away with Zelda and and say that it's because well, they run Andy, out of ideas. Be... But when when they actually try a new idea and try something new with the the game, you're, you're telling them, oh, it, it needs to go back to this. It needs, I, it needs to be back. I don't know. I don't, I don't care that they try to change it up in principle. What I'm ups- what I'm upset about is the changes they made. I feel like they just nuked it and said this is the way it is. Now, Andy, I'll ask you: How much of Zelda have you played? Have you beaten? I the have game? not. I think I played about maybe fifteen hours and doing shrines mainly <laughs> in my run. All right. So, have you? Have you? How, how many of the mini bosses have you? Killed? Oh, just the one. Right. So, I mean, and that's the. the like I'm fighting one right now, and I can't beat him. And it turns out that's like, oh well, you have to go get this. You have to go get that. The real but, reason comes out because Tricky sucks at it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not the reason. And and uh, see that aggravates me because that's not the point. The point is, is that the way the game should be played is completely nuked, and it's like, instead of going linear story, they went open world, which I'm fine with it in in in, in theory, but the way they did the open world, it's like they, they hit the nuclear button on what Zelda was. At least in my opinion. I could be wrong, I could be overreacting, but Zelda is a, a near and dear franchise to my heart. I love that game. I can still tell you every bomb, uh, wall to bomb, every bush to burn, every wall to push, in the original one, I can. I love that game. And you know, I, I feel, I, I feel like if, if Breath of the Wild was just like Skyward Sword and followed that same path of just dungeon, 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 like I feel like you would have been okay with this game. I, I probably. But would isn't have. that and isn't that more dungeon, of playing it, it safe and having no new ideas? If it's on the old format. Well, but all right, but yes. But look at Mario. Mario is essentially travel to each world, save the princess, save Toad. But even like in Super Mario 3D World, they, uh, you know, you go to world to world world and you're saving fairies. And there was actually a point where me, my stepfather, and my daughter, we were all playing the game. 
And I didn't even realize I was on the final boss. And all of a sudden, I beat it, and the credits started rolling. And, like, they don't change the structure of Mario, but they change the structure of Zelda. And I understand trying to change for change's sake. I get that. I'm, I'm full with that. But I just feel like they hit the nuclear button on this game. And it just it's apparent to me, like, that if they stay with the old structure, people bitch. If they try to change, I bitch. And other people bitch, too. But... The the whole point is, is like I think they went nuclear with this, and it just it's clear to me that they've run out of ideas. So let's stop making franchises that we they've been making, and let's make new IPs. Well, they've done that with Splatoon and Arms, and both of them are successes. So what does that tell you? That they make really good games. I I just want to say here that you're throwing away Zelda for a. Disney Infinity type game. That's, is that is that what I'm hearing right now? <laughs> uh, no, no. What I'm saying, what I want is a game that we can mash characters together. Uh-huh. What, 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 what I'm com- what I'm coming to find out is that Andy doesn't like that Tricky and I are killing off two very popular franchises for arguably nothing for a for, racing for, game for, and for, for, some weird Disney thing for 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 something what? that he doesn't like. No, but it, at least but make the sacrifices it de- worth it. Is, what, is what, it's my my main point here? All sacrifices I, I, I are point, worth it. Like I said, the, I I would sacrifice Zelda for Infamous, but like I said, I can't say that Infamous is dead. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. With that being said, let's close out the show with some uh, housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. Sorry, I wanted to get a nice little pause in there to build up suspense. Gotcha. Provengaming.com is looking for some staff members. Welcome for some writers, podcasters, new reporters, and generalized help on the site. If you're interested in applying, go to Provengaming.com, click on the Help Wide tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it, but be sure to listen to our other podcasts, PG Spoilers, which we're going to have an episode soon, The Smart Marks, Nintendo Dual Screens, and Game Stuff. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can find Trophy Horrors on iHeartRadio. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. First, the phone number. Yield, what's the phone number? 330-PROVEN-9. 330-776-8369. You can also get a hold of us on Twitter by contacting the site at Proving Gamer. The show at Trophy Horrors. You can contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Yield at Saundersaurus Rex. You can contact... Uh, <laughs> what? Did this mess up? You can talk, You can contact Alex at I Yield to No One. <laughs> Did I really say that? No, you said you can contact me at Saundersaurus Rex. Oh my lord. Right. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. You can reach blah, 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 Tricky at the underscore Ion Vane. <laughs> you, you can also get a hold of us on Twitter. You can contact the site at Proving Gamer. You can contact the site at Trophy Wars. You can contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Alex at Saunders Rex. You can contact Yield at I Yield to No One. You can contact Steven at Batchild27. Does he have the 27 on his Twitter? Yes, he does. Yes. No? Okay, and you can get a hold of Andy at No Pants Guy. No, just guy. Pants Guy. Oh, yes. just Pants Guy, sorry. You're going to have to explain that one day. Wait, wait, No Pants no, Guy? Pants that guy. sounds like a really... Pants, oh, that sounds far less sexy. Oh, uh, yeah. 
You can also send us an email at trophyhorrorsatprovinggamer.com. Uh, if you want to get further involved with us, please get involved in our PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for the site, at Proving Gamer. There's one for Trophy Horrors called the T-Dubs Brothel, because Shuhei will not let us say horrors on the network. Well, well you didn't also- say that right. Yield. How do you say his name? Like Tricky <laughs> said it, because I'm butchering it. Okay, how do you say it, Yield? No, because you just said it, and I already forgot. I know, that's why we're asking you to say it now. No, I refuse. We're not continuing the show until you do. That's fine. I can stop my audio at any time. You can get a hold of Yield in his PlayStation 4 community called the Platinum Marks. Guild. Oh, he does talk. Yeah, I knew it was the Platinum Guild. I'm just trying to get him to talk. Uh, but that is going to bring us to the end of the housekeeping. But we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Alex, tell us about Extra Life. November 4th of this year is when Extra Life 2017 is going down. And if you don't know what Extra Life is... I'm going to tell you. So Extra Life is an annual gaming charity event run to benefit the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. And what you want to do if you want to get signed up is go to the website extra-life.org. And you pick a – you can either sign up to play on a team, start your own team, or play solo. You pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent. And from there, you collect donations or sponsorships for your gaming marathon from friends, family, coworkers. You can do a lump sum. You can do a certain amount per hour. However you want to do it, the important thing you need to tell people is that any amount of money that you collect, your donations go directly 100% to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital, the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that you have opted to represent. So 100% of the money that you collect goes to help some sick kids. The motto for Extra Life is play games, heal kids, and it's a perfect win-win situation. You play games for an entire day, and you also get to help out some some of the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. So. All right, Yield, we no longer have a GoFundMe, but if we did, where would we go to get that equipment? We would go to Amazon. Oh, come on, you could do it better than that. Where you assemble your own box spring. <laughs> really? <laughs> you had to go there, did you? Yes. Uh, yes, that was Not just any box spring, a metal box spring. Yes, we are sponsored by Amazon. If you could, would each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, stop by Proving Gamer first, click on any Amazon link, and continue with your normal shopping. doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. With that being said, let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Yield, start us off. A shout-out for Andy for filling in today for the two-week missing in action, Stephen. For the record, he wasn't supposed to fill in for Steven. He was supposed to be here with Steven. Well, you know what? I'm saying he filled in for him. Even though he did not agree with me and my trickies and myself's killing of the forever running franchises. But that's okay. Thank with you for coming anyway. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you for a, having me. A shout out to Alex for making it to the show. We were worried there for a second. We, we, we thought maybe the, the world ate Alex. A shout out to Tricky. For hosting, even though he's trying to derail the show every day, lost last week's episode, just like Tomb, don't just, go there. just like Tomb Raider, for don't for, go there, forever gone. Don't go there. I I did that. That's what I do. And a shout out to the fans, the Hordem. Thank you for listening. Uh, Spreading. I'm not done yet. Oh, you're done. Everything your that is trophy horse. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Peace out. Much love. Alex, your shout-outs. 
First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to the listeners, the fans. Thank you all for spending yet more time with us this week. Uh, we appreciate you all more than we can even say because you are really what fuels us here at Trophy Horrors. You guys push the podcast higher and higher. So thank you for being our inspiration for doing this show. And I want to give a shout out to Andy for coming on and podcasting with us. Thank you, sir. I think this might be actually the first time we podcast together. This is true. I loved every second of it. Yes. It was fa- it was fantastic, especially since we got a couple of jokesters over here wanting to get rid of some big Nintendo properties. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Zelda must die. No, no. This don't, isn't Sonic. How, how can you say Zelda before Sonic? Don't don't actually you know what? Don't I don't care me. about actually, Sonic. I don't care about Sonic Mania. Get that trash out of here. Don't hate me because you Sonic was me. Sonic was never good. Alright, Andy, you're sure. Uh, Hold so... on, I'm not done. <laughs> oh, you're done. I'm not done. You shut your mouth. I'm going to give a shout-out to Yield for being polite and let me finish my shout-outs, and also apologize to him because Tricky tried to cut off his shout-outs, too. I'm going to give a shout-out to Ninja Theory for Hellblade, because apparently Andy thinks the world of it, and I want to play it, too. So, go support Hellblade and Ninja Theory. And, of course, last but not least, I want to give a shout-out to Chelsea, uh, who has been a wonderful addition to my life, and uh, we've spent the past, oh, what, three days together, going to spend tomorrow together, so it's been fantastic so far, so... Thank you, honey, uh, for you know adding so much to my life and that my shoutouts. Andy, your shoutouts. Uh, well, first of all, you should have said shut your trophy whore mouth earlier. Been a whole lot better. <laughs> I, I, I I wanted to, but my mother's here. <laughs> and for shoutouts, uh, I mean just to you guys for having me on the show. This is a lot of fun. You know, helps with my dull Sunday afternoon, killing some time, talking about some games. And a shout out to uh, our absentee Steven out in the ether with his new baby girl and uh yeah basically it and i want to give a shout out to all the listeners i want to give a shout out to the goddess who is currently entertaining my mother and my stepfather behind me who are probably making some noise and probably their voices are going to make an appearance on this episode (laughs) (laughs) edit that out hold on a second (laughs) what did you say ma Uh, give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who is currently playing with all the toys that uh, my mother brought with her. Uh, shout out to my she, stepfather. She got for, Transformers there? Yes. Uh, shout out to my stepfather, who is tall enough to put the light bulbs in my bathroom. Uh, <laughs> and a shout out to all the listeners, of course. Thank you guys for showing up. Was, so if there's was, nothing was else, until next of, week. Of joke? Until next week. Happy trophy hunting. Later. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.